Welcome to the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Ballinger. Balls, how are you? Doing great. Back again. Ready to go. It's hot in here, though. Yeah. We've, we've got to we've got to make this a quick one because this room heats up yeah. a lot. The shirt's too tight, too. I don't know if you can tell that on camera, but... All your shirts are too tight. You're just you're <laughs> jacked. Jacked out. But I didn't... This is the right... Like, I can only wear what they give me, so it's not... I didn't want to wear a tight shirt, but I might... My muscles are popping just a little bit, but... I didn't plan that. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> but one guy who's joining us today, very excited to have him, whose muscles are always popping. It's Flynn Cameron. Flynn, how are you, mate? I'm doing good. You don't have to lean in. Like, you can just talk. It's all good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. No, thanks for joining us. How's, uh, how's it been settling into Melbourne? Uh, it's been awesome so far. Uh, I'd say it's a pretty easy city to settle in. It's got everything here, everything that I need. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lovely. You're staying down by the beach. You're enjoying this now that it's actually sunny out, enjoying some beach weather. Yeah, definitely went there. Went there yesterday even. Uh, about to go right after this. So, so, yeah. You're a beach guy? Yeah, big beach guy. Kind uh, of grew up on the Gold Coast too, so. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say, I, yeah, I was thinking you grew up in New Zealand where the beaches are cold there, right? Is there any warm beaches in New Zealand? Nah, they're, I'd say they're all cold. <laughs> cold, but nice. Yeah. But no Gold Coast. Yeah, that's. Uh, you surf? Nah. Bodyboard? Definitely bodyboard. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's it. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Well, you did you get much down to the beach much? Because you were in California for college as well for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the beach. Uh, my school was probably like 30, 40 minutes away. Ah. So we'd have to, we'd plan out a whole day, but we'd pro- probably go like two, three times a month. So yeah, still still good enough. But yeah. Nice little recovery session in the beach. That, that's always helped. I know Delhi when he came on, he's a big beach guy. Gets in the, he loves yeah, his grounding. grounding. Grounding, yeah. But you can ground anywhere. You don't have to have the beach. To well, I don't do think, you, like, we couldn't ground here. No, you're on the ground. You got to be on the ground. That's what, yeah, it doesn't have to be on the beach, in the grass. In college, did you actually go down to the beach for recovery? And it never, when I was in college, there was no, they didn't even know recovery was. It was just more practice. Well, where you were, you, where were you going to go? Lake Michigan? Well, I mean, you could get in cold water pools or everywhere. It was freezing out. Did you, did you actually do that? Because here they do it all the time, but. I, I never even heard of it until I got here. Well, I'd say during the off season, off yeah, season. like in the preseason, would make some beach trips, have yeah. like beach recovery days. Yeah. What What was your college experience like? Because you were there for five years, you started to Paul, and then make the move over to California. What What was that like? Yeah, my first two two and a half years, I was at DePaul. So for the people that don't know, that's in uh, Chicago, and man, that was like it was cold. That's probably like the biggest difference was like the weather. Weather change going from Gold Coast to Chicago. It was cool probably like the first two, three months of the winter. Then after like five, six months in that yeah. snow, it's just like. I know, just the change. snow, yeah. yeah. It, it's white at the start. It looks beautiful. And then it just get, right. <laughs> it's just like yeah, all yeah. brown and you can't yeah. get away from it. It's slush and yeah, it, it wears day, on you. Yeah, every day waking up, going to going to training. As soon as you get out, just hit with that cold. Yeah. You're just like, dang. And it, the timing too. So you go in. Some days you go in and it was dark. If you had two a days or you stay in there for a long time, you come out and it's dark. It's still yeah. dark. You never even saw the sunlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd have uh, so our, our study hall building yeah. was in the same building. Oh, So we wouldn't even, never leave, even leave the it. building yeah, you un- leave. unless we went to go get lunch. And then by that time, it's already dark. So we're like, whoa, what happened to our day? That's why we're tough. We're tougher than tougher than you've been we, in the Midwest, at Midwest weather. Well, I grew up on the main streets of Boleyn. So, you know, th- nothing's harder than that. It gets cold in Boleyn, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, Doesn't sure, snow. I guess. Coldish. I lived yeah. in Ballarat. It gets cold in Ballarat. Where's Berlin? Uh, do you know where Doncaster is? It's like in eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Oh, okay. 
it's a very middle class suburban yeah. place. Yeah, I grew up really tough. <laughs> <laughs> but then you obviously make the transition from that to is that did that weigh into the decision like oh I want to want to go somewhere where the sun shines? Yeah, well, like during the the heat of the moment, obviously like COVID hits, I went back home and then probably just loved the weather so much. Just being back home and just kind of made the decision kind of effortless. Just had a choice to go to a school back in the cold or go to a a school in Southern California and just no hesitation, Southern California. Easy decision there. Yeah. Well, one of the guys you were playing against in college, you know, now roommates with him uh, as well as Malith Machar, roommates with Kyle Bowen. I see the three of you are down at the beach a lot. What's it been like living with those guys? Nah, it's been awesome. Uh, First of all, me and KB talk about that game at college a lot just because – I think his team, he played for St. Mary's and his team beat me by like 20. But the game, the game, like the the score does not speak anything about the game. It was really like a four-point game in the last six minutes. And then, yeah, they just pulled away. But it's been awesome. Yeah, I pretty much grew up playing against KB since under, under 18s, but never really knew him as a person until I came here. And then I was just like, whoa, like this dude's actually super cool. You know, like this, uh, it's my brother for real. And also Malith, like, awesome getting uh, – it's been awesome getting to know him. And like, we've all got, like, similarities. i got a lot in common with Malith. Like, I'll be in his room playing Xbox with him all the time, so it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, he's an Xbox guy? Uh, he's a PlayStation player. Oh. I'm an Xbox guy. Oh, kind of got boy. that one mixed up. Did you did you ever plan out you are going to room with him before you got here? Did you make that decision after you guys met? Uh, I think the the club, Melbourne, out, Melbourne United, obviously helped us make – that decision. So obviously, like being on your rookie contract, you want to yeah. you know, save as yeah. much money as possible. <laughs> but then also, like you don't want you want a room with people that are at least around your age. Yeah, but that's the thing that you don't know. It can be risky. Like if you don't, I mean, everybody on the team gets along, and you think most on the court, but off the court can be different. You guys yeah, yeah. have different, I don't know, patterns or you know into different things. It's like we're talking about college again. Like you get the wrong roommate, and it's makes for a different experience. Yeah, I definitely do. But like. Like I said, uh, KB and I had, like, mutual friends, and they kind of just said, like, oh, he's really cool, bro. So that's that's how I heard about KB being cool. And then, you know, everything's just uh, meshed super well. Like, I have zero complaints about it. It's cool. Well, you say you have zero complaints, but I actually have a, a few complaints that I've received from your roommates. About me? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently. I think it's a little time time thing, eh? Well, I, w- well, I was just chatting to the boys earlier today, and. Apparently you're a bit of a snorer and you're just keeping everyone up with the snoring. But that's that's like not even a complaint if I'm snoring in like my own bedroom. Well, I mean, well, apparently it's not in your own bedroom. Apparently it's living oh, room on the thing. couch. That was one thing on the lounge. It was like, I think it was like, it was like post-practice, came in, made made like my lunch. You know, KB, he, he on Fortnite. Now all I hear is, yeah, build up Dukas, build up Dukas. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> oh, he's low, he's low, he's low. Hit him for 20, hit him for 20. And I'm hearing this and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm just watching a movie, so I'm, I crash out. Leith is in it, probably in his room, his room uh, playing FIFA. And then, so I crash out. I wake up to KB just pissing himself, laughing. Just be like, hey, bro, did you get my Snapchat? I was like, what? He goes, open it. Opens it, it just zoom up on me, just snoring on the couch, <laughs> and I'm like, "This dude's got jokes." <laughs> so yeah, but 
you know, that's just the boys with the banter. So, yeah. Well, look, now's the time for you to hit back and air any grievances you've got for that. Like, who who just leaves all the dirty washing? Who's not who's not cleaning up after themselves? Now's the time to hit back. I'd say we kind of keep our house, you know, pretty pretty tidy, pretty uh, organized too. Like, obviously, like, early in the season, we had, like, a lot of games and trainings, so the washing kind of piled up. Like, it was all clean, but it was just left on the table, but kind of all rearrange it into like piles and just, you know, put it in your room. You know, we hold each other accountable too. So, yeah. Good. That's what you need. And mm-hmm. then I feel like, you know, we, we've talked about it lots on the podcast, but, you know, the chemistry seems good at home and it seems good on the court. The, the team's really meshed, even though, you know, you look at Sunday, didn't get the result we wanted, but after a, a really, you know, difficult start to the game in that first quarter, yeah. it seemed like the boys sort of got rolling a bit how do you bounce back from a game like that and, and sort of hold each other accountable and make sure something like that doesn't happen again? Yeah. So we obviously looked at the film and we just got to take those, take those learnings with us and like apply our standard as well. That was probably the biggest thing coming out of that break was we just went up to par with our standards. So obviously watching the film back, realizing where we went wrong and then applying that to the next game. Yeah. Yeah. And Brisbane coming up, the team you've already seen, a team I know that you like playing against after yeah. spending so much time on the Gold Coast as a kid. You know, how do you get ready for that one and make sure you come out and make a statement? Uh, I'd just say that they're hot right now. I think they've won two on the road. So, yeah, it's a, it'll be a good game for us to bounce back. And then obviously knowing that they got Chula, you know, previous coach, so he'll get them fired up for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd just say can't wait for the game. Yeah, good opportunity for us to bounce back. We got some. We got a bit of taste from uh, Sunday's loss, so yeah, we'll be ready. Yeah, does a game like that? Does it sort of just? I'm obviously we're still on top of the ladder. We've been playing great basketball, but does a game like that we sort of get punched in the mouth? Is it is, is it a wake up call or does it sort of act as like, okay, you know, we dropped for whatever reason, but now we're right back up and we got to really fire here. Yeah, I'd say it's a wake up call. Uh, CG's been saying it every day, and after every game, like. Teams are trying to come in to our house and uh, beat us in our own house. And they, he said that's the toughest game that anyone's going to have all season. It's coming into our house. They're always going to be hungry, always going to want it. We're at the top of the ladder, so we got a big target on our heads. And he's just trying to get us mentally ready, just saying, like, a challenge is coming. You know, you got to be ready for it. Yeah. yeah. How have you found, you talk about coming into our house, how have you found it playing in front of this, this new fan base for you and especially – Selling out nearly every home game. There's yeah. nine, ten thousand people there. What's that like? Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, obviously, the fans have. I made a huge impact, especially in that Sydney game and our comeback. You know, they'll definitely a presence in that. And that comeback, just feeding off the energy, knowing that they're gonna make tough shots. But you know, like when during that comeback, you just feel like all the energy was just with us, all that momentum, and you can feel like they're kind of crumbling under that pressure. So yeah, but. Probably like the most, I'd say from like a, a home perspective, like I went to a college where we didn't really have like a great home crowd. <laughs> so it was definitely like a new feeling for me, to be honest, whereas I'm kind of used to playing on the road against teams that have like big crowds. So that's probably like the, been the, like the biggest thing for myself to get used to, but it's been awesome, to be honest. Yeah, suddenly new just, you know, after a big shot's hit by anyone on our team, you can just hear that crowd like roar. It's just like, whoa, like, this is what it feels like yeah, to be on the other side of it. So, yeah, it's cool. You talk about the roar of the crowd. I, I want to talk about, you know, one environment that you got to play in 
in the lead up to the season over at the World Cup, you know, especially playing against Team USA, full stadium, yeah. going crazy. You know, what, what was that experience like for you, especially, you know, you look at that first quarter and you guys are right there with them. Yeah, I'd say... I'd say like just the whole the whole build up like the campaign we played like big teams like Canada who obviously have like awesome NBA players probably like more defensive NBA players than Shea also you got Lou Dort and then Dylan Brooks. Uh, I'd say it's just been an awesome experience, but then obviously getting a you know stepping between the lines against Team USA you know there's nothing more you could ask for as a a younger guy on the stage. And then you kind of just seen how you size up against, you know, the best players in the world. Like, all I kept kind of looking across was like, man, like this dude is making $260 million, like for playing the same sport that I'm playing. <laughs> what then, you, it's about how – is that about what you're making? That's not – it's not what you're making? No. I wonder if he has, <laughs> I wonder if he has two roommates too. <laughs> hey, did you have to do the hucka before that? Yeah. I've always – I mean, I'm a hucka. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Hucka? Yeah, I'd say – you can stress it a little bit more. Which you know, one? Haka. Haka. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Haka enthusiast. Um, yeah. But how, what prep wise, I mean, it's not part of the game, but it is a big part of like your team mm -hmm. and um, crowd gets into it. Uh, how much do you have to work on that before the game? Is there any talk about it? Like, oh, there's definitely, there's definitely talk and especially, uh, so like every campaign we kind of got to, Go over it for the guys. Yeah, I wonder. So is it always the same one? Is it like the team song kind of? You know, some AFL teams or all of them have the team song after the game. Means a bit more than a team song, I think. No, I know. I'm not a team song guy, but I'm a hucker guy. We've already discussed that. But is it so? It's the same one every time. Like the team has, because like, do you just automatically know? It seems like everyone would just know it. Like, yeah, we have to. We have to obviously get our reps in. Like, it's like anything. Like learning. I'd say we used to do this. The hucker that the, the All Blacks do, mm -hmm. the Kamatia. But then uh, Poda kind of gave us, so Poda's like a past player and he's also a bishop of a, yeah, a I know. church. Yeah, I played with him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So uh, he kind of gave us permission to use this one that I think he created. Oh. Uh, yeah. Really? I'm not I'm not 100% sure whether he created it or he got permission from the elders to create one. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so we kind of went from Kamatia to Tukaha. And then Tukaha is more, more towards the basketball side, like Tukaha or Pango. And it's talking about the the strong, like the black singlet, talking about the tall black singlet is yeah. strong, firm, and movable. So is there any, like, nerves of having to perform that before the game? Like, even before the game, you got to do a performance, you know? Or yeah. does that come more naturally? You know, I'd say, yeah, I'd say it comes more naturally, like, you gotta obviously like embrace that sort yeah. of. Yeah, you, like you gotta manner. be all in. Yeah. Can't half. Yeah, can't you half can't half. half yeah. You're gonna be like the moment you half do it. Exactly. Like <laughs> the moment you half do it, you like the opposition's watching too. Yeah, and you're trying to look them and look at them in the eye. You know, like trying to get them to feel like the manner. But then obviously, like everyone's around. So this is where it comes into play. Like, say if somebody's learning. For the first time, like yeah. they'll they'll be a little tentative, and they'll yeah, especially they'll, like if it's a uh, expat, like yeah. an American guy who now has to do it. Yeah, it can be a bit difficult. But I, for my first time here, my first year here, we went and watched. How been here a couple of weeks? Watched uh, the the uh, Australian, the Boomers versus the Tall Blacks. Yeah, I knew nothing about it, and they're like, yeah, they're going to do this thing before the game. It's called a haka, and and uh, I remember like Dylan Boucher and uh, when a taunt. No, not no. Nah, the other guy, he coached for New Zealand, played back then, had a big tattoo right here. 
guard. So about pulley. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They got they got this far from the guy's noses. Yeah. I mean, they were they were it was like it was on. It was like gonna. I was like, this is gonna be crazy. Um, they were not scared of uh, those guys. But um, since then, I've always loved it. There's one on YouTube I watch every once in a while. It's a like a, a teacher had died at the school. It's a boys' school. There's like yeah. 500 boys, and they they bring the the hearse actually into the school. Mm-hmm. And as they bring it in, the I mean, it's packed with kids, and they all do it at the same time. Gives you chills every time. Uh, yeah, it's um. It's cool to watch. I think, yeah. I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people see it and sort of don't really know what it means. Like how much meaning is it for a, a Maori person to do the, do that, do the haka? I'd say there's a lot of meaning into it. Like it's performed at, at funerals, uh, weddings, they even perform it. Uh, uh, even like obviously in school sports, like for basketball, the best ones that I've seen are like rugby games, like yeah, oh yeah. for the school yeah. rugby games. Oh, even school yeah. rugby games. Yeah. So you have like the, because uh, both opposing teams, do they do both it? teams, they might do it. They like the other team might do their own one too, like their school one. Same time or they take turns? Nah, they'll take turns. Oh. But then I think there's like this place in Auckland where they, I think it's in Auckland, but they got like, like say there's like this big hill. They got like these, uh these stands in the hill. Yeah. Where they're just filled with other students, and they're all doing it, at and the they're same all time. doing it with the rugby team at the same time, and you're just imagine just being like the guys that they're about to play against, yeah. and just watching this like whoa. That even goes back to imagine when they were doing it before going to war, or going to battle. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you talk about intimidation. That would be that'd be tough. Well, look, I want to get into a bit more experiences, find out a bit more about you, Flynn, and we'll get to that after the break with Balls and his Fast Five. Want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio and articles about your favourite team. It's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast and it's time for Fast Five with Balls. You ready? This is Fast Five with Balls. Been waiting for this the whole time. Now we're on to the, uh, the fun stuff. Yeah, they're hard-hitting, so I hope you're ready. All right, this is what we've all been waiting for. Um, Flynn told me how excited he was to do this when he, when he walked in. We're finally here. Um, now, you were born in 2000. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I've never even heard of somebody born in 2000 playing basketball. We've had younger guys on the podcast. Well, I guess when I looked it up, it was just shocking to me to see, you know, on your Wikipedia or whatever, your NBO uh, profile. Um <laughs> And that's why this is so hard. You and I have zero, we'd have zero in common. Most of my references are from before you were born. The 90s, you heard of the 90s? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the style's coming back, though. So I don't know if you're a style guy, but I've noticed some of the styles are coming back. But um, Jorts. Jorts are big. Yeah, I know. Jean shorts, like a big t- T-shirt, right? And like no-show socks and some. Yeah. That's baggy, exactly what I wore. baggy pants. That's too. what I wore every day. Every day in college. <laughs> and it's finally back. Bring it back, Bulls. <laughs> I got rid of all my stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So I was like, what do, you, what do you do? I assume you're just like a, you're like a kid. You play video games, right? Yeah, I'm starting to get back into them. You're starting to get back into yeah. it? Because you got time now. I wasn't like. At the start, I wasn't going back into it. I was trying to keep busy, like yeah. stay off the game. But uh, like Fortnite kind of, you know. Yeah, I see Fortnite there. is the thing. Yeah. Like. They brought back the old the old school map, <laughs> so all my boys hit me up. Matt? Yeah. Well, my, my boys were just up yesterday morning at 5 a.m. because there's the new map, and they're all they're all into it. That's, that's, that's different dedication. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, you know, they're 11 and 14. Is that before school they were doing that? Yeah, he get, one of them get, yeah, they get on before school. 
We're not supposed to, but if it's just me at home, I was like, yeah, just don't bother me. You can get on. Um, I hope your wife doesn't listen to this. No, she does not. <laughs> uh, so Fortnite. So how long have you been playing that? You say you're just getting back into it. How yeah, long? I started uh, like season one, but had no bread. I was I was like a kid in high school, so I, I, I'd invite no battle pass. Yeah, so it's been around forever. I think yeah. that game's going to go forever. I mean, Fortnite is a game you play on. What, what else? You got anything else or just? Uh, Call of Duty. I, I haven't bought the new one because all my boys saying it's not that great. Not that good. Yeah, but yeah. it's all the online stuff. And I you know, I make fun of my, my boys for playing it all the time. Like they say all the, like, you know, they're talking to their friends like, crack them 200 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mock them. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I mock yeah. them constantly. Yeah. But if I was their age, I'd be doing the same thing. They get to come home. They get to talk to their friends. Yeah. It just seems to be like an infinite amount of, of games you can play on there and there. Yeah, it, it looks fun, but I'd never admit it. Admit it to them. I probably say the the other game I play is because it's on a uh, Malik's console is uh, WWE. WWE, but yeah. yeah. Starting to get <laughs> get back into it, and then like our our wait sessions in the morning. Yeah, we got this day called SmackDown Wednesdays. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just they'll just play straight like wrestling songs, like all the theme bangers, songs, like oh, John okay. Cena song. Yeah. John play, Cena. They they play like Randy Orton's one. What what's the favorite? Randy, Randy for sure. Like, his, you mean his walkout music? Yeah. Like his voices? What is it? Yeah. Voices. Randy Orton voices. Like just the whole, like him and O'Neill, me and, uh, and Malik talk about this so much. Like, that <laughs> dude was just a menace, but it's just like, it's good TV. Like it's just hilarious to watch. So are you playing online or is there like a season? You play a season on it? Uh, we just play against like the computers, but we'll yeah. play against each other too for like title belts and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, who, to get, who's got the title at the moment? <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, college for five years. I too went to college for five years, but all in one spot. Five years is a long time to go to college. Yeah. Is it me? So you had COVID in between? Yeah. So you had two years and COVID, and then three more years? Yeah. So basically, really, it was, was it six years? Yeah. So my first year was like, I got there in January mm-hmm. and I did like a half year. Oh, so okay, January yeah. to June mm-hmm. was like my redshirt year. And then. Freshman year after that, and then sophomore year. So, like, two and a half years at DePaul. Okay. And then three years after that at Riverside. And then we, we talked about how it's a very it's a very different uh, place to live. You got Chicago and oh. California. I never spent much time in California, only to play basketball. You know, you just go to the gym, you go to the hotel, and you get out. Yeah. Um, but Chicago is a lot like East Lansing, where I went, and with the snow and the, you know, it's dark, and walking to class at, like, 8 a.m. through through the uh, slush. Um, yeah. I'd have to catch the uh, the train, the train line downtown. Because DePaul is so yeah, DePaul is yeah. like in the city. Yeah, right? it had like uh, two campuses. Yeah, it had like a, oh yeah, like a campus in uh, Lincoln Park, uh-huh. and then you catch the train line, which is like right next to my dorm, and then catch it straight into the city. And then it's kind of crazy because I don't think like class would be like downtown in the yeah. city. I thought it might be like a little yeah, like, it's on campus, like everything yeah. self contained. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, well, you had to like something about Chicago. What did you like about Chicago? And then what was your favorite thing about California? Uh. I like a lot about Chicago. I like the, I like the, I like the music. Like that's all my teammates would play. Like G Herbo, uh, Lil Durk. Let's crack up his uh, Malith Sachi of his favorite rap is Lil Durk. See, I've heard of some of these just from yeah. my kids. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, on '90s, were there any of these guys in the '90s? '90s music? No, no. Nah. nothing. Uh, the music, like, yeah. Hot dogs. Not, not so much the devil dogs, like, <laughs> but I like the uh, the deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, deep dish pizza is pretty it's like fire. That thick. Yeah, yeah, you need one piece. Uh, I like uh, Giordano's. Like, that's the, the restaurant that I'd always go to for that. Uh, what about Cali? There's, that's probably Cali's, much easier. Cali's super easy. Yeah, right? I like the weather. I like <laughs> the, the lifestyle. Like, you know, would go uh, go like the Rose Bowl on Sundays to do like a uh, shopping. It's like. What do you call it? Markets or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. The Sunday markets. But also, like, probably just go to the beach. Uh, like you just, I'd say, like, your your schedule would be a lot smoother. Like, you yeah. go in, work out. After that, you, know, you can enjoy the sunshine, go, yeah. go to the beach. Then you can get another workout late night. You can only do that in the summer. <laughs> or at Chicago. Yeah, and the summer doesn't last long. Yeah. But like, I reckon Chicago is, like, the best city in the summer. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Kanye West yeah. also loves. <laughs> There's always something like to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you ever go to baseball games and stuff like that? Yeah, we went to a couple Cubs games. They, they go for long though. So yeah. I think after like the... Shorter than cricket though. Ah, you won't catch me at a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love baseball games. Uh, yeah. All right. This is a long... We're only on question two. You got anything, Ben? I was going to ask about deep dish, but... Have you ever had it? I've had it one no, time. I've never had and it. I was... So surprised at how deep the dish is. It they're not lying. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like that thick, right? Yeah. yeah. If you can see on camera, it's like that thick. They can make it like they like got different flavors. Like you have like Italian sausage with yeah. like bell peppers or like pepperoni or some. My favorite was like uh, it was bacon and barbecue chicken. Oh yeah. And that was like whoa. <laughs> how they come up with this stuff? A lot of carbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, now we're talking about New Zealand and America. So what do you miss from New Zealand and America? One thing from each. And you can't say family because obviously. That was going to be the family. Yeah. In New <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the states, like for sure, the friends. Friends, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Like aside from like family and friends, New yeah. Zealand, I'd say that's a tough one. Cause that, that's family, really family one. friends yeah, are yeah. most of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like the sports, the, maybe more rugby focused, or uh, where did you live when you're in New Zealand? I lived in Auckland, but my whole family kind of lives in North Island, so I like bounce, not even bounce. I'd go like Dad would take us go all the way to Whangarei, which is at the top, and then Mum's got a lot of family in the south, so we go to Napier, yeah, and then we'd also go further south to my Mum's sister in Wellington. Dunedin? Yeah. Did you ever go to Dunedin? Oh, What's, is I, haven't that heard, I haven't heard too many good things about Dunedin. <laughs> Isn't that the southernmost point? Yeah, I got some friends from Dunedin that say, don't go don't to Dunedin. <laughs> don't go to Dunedin. They call it Dunedin. Um, yeah. All right, well, we already talked about America enough. Um, okay, now uh, only one question about your dad. Ben said I could only ask one question about your dad. You every, probably get enough of every that. Every episode, Bulls just brings up some <laughs> something about story. Really? Yeah. Well, I played with him, so I played against him. And he's probably the strongest guy I've ever had to play against. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like naturally strong. And with him in New Zealand, we won a championship in Waikato. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was like, he could do no wrong. Like, I mean, he was just so well-respected. Everyone knew his name wherever he went. Refs were kind of too scared to call any yeah. fouls on him. And just uh, loved playing the game. Um, okay, so my boys are trying to play me right now. So my oldest is 14, oldest boy is 14. He says by the time he's 15, he's going to be able to beat me one-on-one. -on -one. He, he's not even going to be close. It's, he doesn't have a chance. But when was the first time? Did you play your dad a lot in, in basketball? And when, when was the first time you were able to actually beat him? I'm trying to think when was the first time. Because 
He never let me win. I anything. would say he wouldn't let you win anything. <laughs> anything, anything if you're up. going to the rim, like he's gonna yeah. foul. He's gonna like I'm talking like races to the fence. He never let me win. <laughs> no, nothing, like he let me have a head start. This is what my mum was telling me. He let me have a head start. And right when I think I'm about to win, he'd touch it and just say, "Ha!" Huh. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, like, it just drive me insane. As work, a little though. kid, yeah, definitely Pretty competitive. Work, yeah. Edge, yeah, the way I think about it now, but uh, I'm trying to think because I'd say it's just when he couldn't move as much. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. The, the movement, is- yeah. Because if we if we was still able to move, ooh, I don't think I I think you just post me up to be honest. Yeah, but. just foul. Yeah, my dad used to foul me. Never yeah. call a foul. Never call a single foul. But I'd then say, once they can't move as well, then you got them. Yeah, I'd say the the last time we actually like played ones was like with my brother too. Like we just swap in and out. Yeah, you didn't lose. And we were like 15, 16. Yeah, see, I think 15, 16, You still got the the yeah. the dad strength, so yeah, you don't yeah. really have a chance. But even like would. Like would wrestle in the pool too. Like, oh, there's yeah. no way you'd have a chance there. Yeah, so he strong guy. Yeah. But. He told me like when he was with the Tall Blacks, they used to play this game. Like, if you can hold his head under the water for longer <laughs> than five seconds, like you're the new like king of the wa- king of the pool. Like, I heard no one's held his head under the water for more than five seconds for the past twenty years or something. Like that. Well, that's what impossible. when Dino came on, Dino said they would play pool rugby and he would just go around basically drowning people. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is like, we didn't even know about that, but we kind of, he kind of just brought the sport on us. Like, cause it would play me and my brother. And pool, pool rugby. Yeah. And try to keep his head under the water. It would never work. Like (laughs) he'd end up like standing on both of us, like surfboards. Yeah. That's good. Um, Okay. So we usually ask, become kind of famous this, this podcast. For basketball and CD talk, I get a lot of people talking about CDs at the games, um, especially this last one. We had members appreciation, so built in, built in fans, built in listeners. But a lot of people were talking about their CDs. Um, we should do a spinoff podcast. I think just CD talk. Stop trying to spin off the podcast. I really want a spinoff <laughs> podcast about CDs. Um, but so I'm not going to ask you if you ever bought a CD. I already know. I would, I would think I would know that. Have you ever paid for music in your life? <laughs> No. <laughs> like physical music. Nah, I've never like, paid. I've asked concerts. I mean, sure that you went to concerts. Oh yeah, stuff, yeah. But uh, you've never, you never would have had to buy a CD, a song, or okay, I, yeah. Do you, you know before you were born, people bought yeah. songs and albums? And yeah, <laughs> my, uh, yeah. I know. Like my mom had a whole bunch of CDs. Yeah, lined yeah, up yeah, yeah. Somewhere, but uh, you've never had. I mean, t- born in two thousand. Jeez. Yeah. Me personally, never, never bought. CD. You a Spotify guy or Apple Music? Spotify now. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. How was your wrapped looking? My wrapped? Yeah. Uh, top five for me. I'll tell you the top five. Burner Boy, number one. Uh, Lil Papa. He's number two. Not many people know him, but. Big Papa. I know Big Papa. Yeah. Everyone knows Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying Lil Papa, he, uh, right. I feel like next two years, people are going to know him. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. Lil Puffer. <laughs> right, third one's Lil Baby. Uh, fourth one was Future. And fifth one was Young Thug. I'm like, I was a big Thugger fan, but, you know, he's uh, he's dealing with some stuff right now. Problematic. Yeah. That's all right. I mean. I think you, you get guys, out. I think you get out. If though. you're not going to listen to music from people who are problematic, half the half the library is going to be gone. You can't listen to anything anymore. Yeah. So you just all rap? Uh, I'd say, like, depends what mood, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, growing up, mom mixed in some Fleetwood Mac in there. So, yeah, big Fleetwood fan. Nice. But, yeah, like, I probably just listen to more music, like, in the mornings, like, for my games. 
and then going into training and then obviously during training and weights too so that's probably where the the rap comes in yeah yeah i had a very proud co-host moment the other day because i actually made a a musical suggestion to adam ballinger because over the course of this podcast i was come to know what he likes, and he messaged me back saying, this is my new favorite album. Yeah, I listened to it last night, making uh, tacos for the kids. But it was, that's Monday. You can't make tacos on a Monday. It's taco Oh, Tuesday. yeah. Well, we well, at our house, we just make tacos whenever we want. We don't <laughs> care. But, uh, yeah, it's very Beastie Boys. Like, and, and great. Like, any, you can listen to it with the kids. Like, I don't think there's any. There's a couple of. Was there? Uh, Not that I heard. I don't know. It was it was fun music. It was a great suggestion. Yeah. Shout out Punk Tactics. Yeah, Joey Punk Valance Tactics. and Bray. Give it a try. But it's rap, and this is what like we, and this is what we were talking about. I went to buy a CD because I'm a CD guy. Yeah, it's not out on CD. They just they haven't put it out no. on CD. What <laughs> am I supposed to do? I want to listen to it in my car. I don't have an aux. I just have a CD player. You need to buy a speaker. I got the same problem. A speaker oh, to put in my car. A Bluetooth nah, speaker. just a Bluetooth speaker. You can do that, right? And you could charge it in the car. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, I might have to look into that too. But I like CDs too. Yeah, it just feels it feels disingenuous. All right, that's it. That's all five. Not genuine. <laughs> Good work, all five. No, well, Flynn, thanks so much for coming on, getting to learn a bit more about you. We've all loved seeing you on the court this year and can't wait for the rest of the season. Hopefully a lot more wins, a lot more success and some more highlight plays from you. Thanks for having me.